All right, this is Jared and Daigle with Metalspeak.com. We're here with John and Mikey Mike. from Conducting from the Grave. Yep. How you guys doing? Pretty good. good. Just happy nice. to be on the road. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for stopping through Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having us. Yeah. This is the third, fourth date on the tour? Uh, so I think we've been out about a week now, actually. I mean, we'll consult the laminate here, the laminate <laughs> of God. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth show. Oh, okay. But it's actually been like the it's probably the eleventh or twelfth show for us because we played some headlining shows from the west coast out to the east coast. Yeah, some filler shows to get out here. Yeah, know. some shows that got canceled, and then we just played house parties instead. Nice. So that's how we roll. How <laughs> <laughs> do you guys look up the house parties? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> Help! Uh, we yeah. need a show. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, I go on and I say, "Hey, let us play at your house," and they go, "Okay." And yeah. Yeah. metal ensues. And we drink and. Rage and sell maybe sixty to a hundred dollars worth of merch for gas money. <laughs> so yeah. nice. it works, I guess. How many, uh, like, how many people would actually show up at these things? Uh, we played actually ended up playing two on the way out to this tour. One was like a bunch of eleven-year-old kids in like mm. Copan, uh, Oklahoma. We were supposed to play Oklahoma City, and uh, the promoter backed out on the show and canceled it. So we ended up going there. It was like an hour out of the way. To I have the next never show. seen and, wow. so many young young kids. Like the parents, just, drunk. the parents just didn't give a fuck if they drank, and they're all like sixteen to like twenty-year-old people. Like there's just like, yeah, there was maybe like old, I don't know, fifteen kids there. They are all were super young. There's this girl like puking all over herself. It was uh, pretty terrible. <laughs> Steven accidentally broke the uh, like the water heater that was in the garage, like because oh, he was shit. he was drunk loading out his uh, base rig, and like when he went to move it, it knocked off the uh, plastic nozzle. There's actually a video on YouTube. Oh really? <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Look up, you can find the, the aftermath of that. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the kid walking through the fire like really yeah, yeah. slow. That was ridiculous. Yeah, and then the other one was just it was an older crowd it was probably about 10 15 people also and it was just in the, we played in the living room that was in uh kind of near pittsburgh i think somewhere oh, yeah wow. <clears throat> that was pretty cool yeah considering they had us player set at 130 yeah they're like yeah. they lived in the middle of nowhere and they responded to our facebook post but they were like seven or eight hours away and we didn't wake up until about like two in the afternoon at the house we stayed at the night prior so they were just like eh, it doesn't matter i talked to my only neighbor that's like anywhere remotely close she said that she doesn't care so like we got there at like one thirty and set up and played. And wow. yeah. Sold some merch too, and then just drank a little bit and had fun. It was yeah, actually a pretty red night. Yeah, nice. So, have you guys ever had one where like cops get called, things get out of control, or is it? Um, no, no, not. I'm trying to think. Have cops ever gotten called to a house party uh, show I that we played? I remember at one point there was one where we ended up not able to play, but I can't remember. Either. Yeah, we've done it a lot. Like even our old band with Passion, we used to do that shit all the time. Like we actually played two parties in one day. We posted a thing saying we had a day off, so we played in West Virginia somewhere during the day. And then these two random metalheads that didn't even know the people whose house we were playing at all, they were just dicking around playing guitar, I guess, at their house. And they went out for a smoke break, and they could hear metal down the street. Like what's this going on? So they walked down the street, and like whoa, what the fuck? We actually saw you guys on the Nile tour in Cleveland. So they were like, yeah, you guys can come play at my buddy's basement later. So wow. we ended up playing two and one. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So how's the, uh, how's the response to the new album been so far? Uh, it's been pretty good so far. Uh, a lot of kids like it. Um, you know, a lot Seems of like comments on, on the reviews and stuff like that. So it's, it's getting really good response. Seems like when we play the new stuff live, it definitely goes over better than old stuff. Like it seems more effective live in, in a live setting, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think that's just because it's more composed. Like, you know, yeah. it's more... I think just our songwriting got better overall yeah. after the, uh, compared to the last album. So yeah, yeah. 
I was going to ask because it seemed like there was a, a pretty dramatic shift uh, between the last one and uh, the most recent one. Just from a songwriting perspective, it seemed like you know the last one he had some melodies and some breakdowns and stuff, but it seemed like this one was just kind of a straight-ahead, more melodic approach to it. I think uh, I would say like that has to do with the fact that the, the first album was comprised of songs that had been written over the course of like five, six years because we've had some old stuff that was re-recorded from our first EP uh-huh. and had some stuff that we wrote right before recording it, whereas we were just home for like four or five months and then we wrote all the new album in that chunk of time so it was more we were just all into the same stuff I guess it wasn't so all over the place that's pretty cool it sounds I mean like the 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 flow you know it sounds like really tight like um, you know really like well written thanks man what's what's the songwriting process like for you guys does you guys Um, all collaborate together does like one guy kind of bring a yeah, I probably, I probably write the majority of the stuff, um, but there's a, you know Jeff comes in with the riffs every now and then, and we'll kind of figure out where they should be placed or if we should repeat them here and there. Or sometimes we'll just I'll jam a riff and he'll just jam a, a melody over it until it's completely different from the riff, just kind of in the same key. And we'll be like, oh yeah, do that. That sounds cool, you know. Um, great, yeah, you know. Usually it'll be like, Greg, I might tell Greg like what beat I think sound, would sound cool with the riff, and sometimes we'll just go along and agree. Sometimes we'll be like, actually, what if I played this kind of drum beat instead, you know? And be like, oh, yeah, that sounds really cool, you know? It's, uh, then he kind of figures out where to put drum fills, or sometimes, you know, I'll tell him, yeah, put a drum fill there. I think it kind of needs one. Or, well, that's more or less the writing process. And then we kind of, we, we do pre-production recordings usually. Like, we did pre-production with over half the last album, and then we went back and listened to all of it, and we kind of thought, all right, well, we don't need to play that riff so many times. We can play it half as long. Or like, oh, we could uh, cut that riff out completely. It's filler. It's not necessary. It's just making the song long for no reason, et cetera. So kind of go back and revise stuff. And then I live uh, about 30 minutes under L.A., or east of LA, so um, you know, obviously, I can't be there when they come up with most of the writing and stuff. We're we're trying to write um, more while we're on tour, and uh, you know, just yeah, it's just, difficult. You know, so we can yeah, it is difficult. Everyone wants to dwink and then dwink the fuck more. <laughs> <laughs> so they they'll send me the tracks like when when I first joined the band, uh, they sent me pretty much sent me the album that they had recorded and already tracked, and uh, then while I was at home, I ended up writing all the material vocally. Yeah, this last album was actually the first album uh, we that I didn't help out with the vocal production at all. Like normally, like I like I said, I'm the main songwriter, and usually I'm in there with whatever singer we've had prior to him, and I'm like kind of saying, "Oh, I think you should phrase that line like this; it'd be catchier." Oh, you know, don't like hold that screen out longer, et cetera, et cetera. But which would have been cool. Well, yeah, but still, I you know, <laughs> I was just sitting up in Sacramento, six hours away from where he was tracking, and then he was just sending the tracks, and I was like, "Wow, it sounds really good." I'm glad I didn't have to even be there, and then actually, I'm happier with that vocal production on Revenants than I've been with anything prior to what I've done, so I'm super stoked on it. I was going to ask, like, how the songwriting process changed between the last singer and, and when you guys yeah, like, yeah. Mike Young? Like, uh, well, I know because of the older singers and what you had written over that long period of time mm-hmm. that um, and you had even written whole yeah, songs. Yeah, there's some some songs that I wrote, like Eternally Gutted, I pretty much wrote most of that. Um, and from Rooms We Rise, I wrote all that. Um, yeah, it's I guess it's different now. Like I didn't write really anything on this album except for the like the uh, pylon part at the end of uh, her poison tongues. Uh, where will you turn when you burn? We actually had some free floating ideas. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thanks, man. We actually had some free floating ideas right before you know John would mention you know like, like I wrote the rhythm of that breakdown basically around that. I was like, yeah. I just have you know one 
one chug a lug lug. Yeah, that's one of my. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a sucker for breakdowns and chug parts. That was yeah. that was one thing I was yeah. driving along when I first got the CD. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Thanks, man. This is cool. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're not playing that one tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first tour so far since we wrote it. No, damn it! It's doing? like Power Glove and Arsis. It's a more of a melodic tour, so we're okay. playing more playing? of a thrashier, more melodic, faster What's songs. The seventh track. I can't. Nevermore. Uh, I think yeah, it's a start off. Nevermore six. Oh, seven is. Always forget that song yeah. title. Yeah, we 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 won't be playing. You're not playing that tonight. Yeah, we're, we're playing Nevermore. What about the last two? We're gonna go home. Sorry, yeah. One of our two. I know we're playing all the. Well, we're, we tried it on this tour because the last two tours we did we put almost all new stuff. Yeah. So we're actually playing like half and half old stuff, half new stuff on this tour. So yeah. there wasn't too much room to you know we only had room for maybe three or four songs off of. Uh, Plus we're, we're touring with Arsis and, and Power Glove, whereas Power Glove is more power metal. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Arsis is more melodic, like I guess death metal. I yeah, well, I, I mean, really the Suicide Silence story, we definitely played like Revenants and like yeah, so. uh, we played the Tyrant's Throne, the heavier songs on the record. You know, we kind of try to tailor our set so that. So you'll definitely can... be hearing more of, of more of those styles of songs, especially for um, the All Shall Perish tour coming up, and that'll be more. Yeah, we're gonna play a heavier, a heavier set on Poison that Tongues. Or, you know, yeah, we already just uh, discussed it. We're definitely throwing that in the set. Uh, we'll probably. Yeah, we might throw in uh, We Shall All Conquer. I don't know. We, or We Who Shall Conquer. We haven't even played that live yet once, I don't think. So. No, we, no, we played it without Mikey Ron's live. Oh, yeah, I like that house. Oh, your, where, your little yeah. uh, instrument yeah, we went to the show. instrumental show. Yeah. yeah we've sound checked with it before, as well as Curse in the Twilight. It's just, we, yeah. we haven't. Let's do songs on We haven't really. We don't, we don't consider those our strongest songs, but at the, I mean, they're still really great songs to play. They're what really I would like to do is actually book a headlining show at, in our hometown and, play, and the like, play the entire album front to back. Because, I mean, when we go out on tour, we get a 25, 30 minute set. And we don't want to disappoint old fans that want to hear old shit. Right. And, and I definitely would love to play um, mix. You know, What Monsters You've Become. Yeah. You know? yeah, we haven't played that live yet either. I think that, that song is strong as hell. Yeah. Like, so. so the first song we've ever done singing in. <laughs> yeah, singer. Yeah, Mikey's the first singer we've ever had that could sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That give it a shot. In my review, I thought it sounded awesome. Thank, you very, much. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. <clears throat> what was the decision to like split it into two parts? We were kind of talking about that. That kind of felt like it could have been one song. Was there any particular reason? Uh, just because we felt felt that if we wanted to play the uh, play part one live and we weren't headlining, like I mean that would take up almost half of the entire set because it's like seven and a half almost eight minutes if you right. combine the two tracks right. so we, we figured it'd be cool if we could just you know play part one and then have it in at the little dun 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 whatever and then go into another song but the reality the of it because I, I think like long instrumental yeah. parts I mean <laughs> it'd be cool if we were talking about, like between the barrier to me or whatever like fans of that band you know have an appreciation for the long instrumental parts but most of the tours we go out on it's like kids get bored they go out and smoke a cigarette they're like oh he's playing solos and has musicianship there hasn't been a break there hasn't been a breakdown in like three minutes fuck this shit he's actually playing I'm going home yeah exactly so that's kind of why I wanted to split it up because yeah I didn't want to have to feel necessary to play the entire song because it's so long I was going to ask you, I mean, you guys, because I think the first time I saw you guys was with, was here with All Shall Perish and Underneath the Gun, like oh, yeah. a year and a half ago or something like that. When we got banned? <laughs> you got banned? Yeah, it's the only band Our singer punched all these holes, our old singer, this door right here. He seemed a little wasted. <laughs> he, was he was super wasted, and then he came down here in this very room and thought it'd be a funny prank to spray everyone with a fire extinguisher and oh, uh, <laughs> made a big old fucking mess that we had to clean up, and then we uh, got in a physical, alter- me and him got in a physical altercation outside. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah. then... Uh, 
cops came and wow. we had to clean. We lost our guarantee that night. We had to clean this room. We were like beating these cushions out with it because that, all that <laughs> that shit like settles like uh, like baking soda almost once yeah. the air clears. Yeah. So you can't hear like. Went outside, like oh, beating shit. the couch cushions out, <laughs> vacuuming the whole fucking room, and we still. And they were like, "Oh, you guys can't come back." But uh, I think they f- heard that we have a new singer now. Actually, yeah, the promoter like, okay. came up to our merch guy and recognized him right off the bat, <laughs> oh, and he really? said, "We're not gonna have any problems tonight, <laughs> are we?" <laughs> like, no, 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 yeah, no, this is the new singer. I, I introduced just, myself yeah. almost immediately after he said <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm the new guy." Yeah, I was like, "No, no, Mikey just sits on his laptop on 4chan all day and talking to his girlfriend on AIM all day. He just chills. He's, he's not gonna cause any I'm trouble." I'm not that rambunctious. Yeah, I, I leave my uh, demon summoning and uh, you know cataclastic, whatever the word is, like, total meltdowns on stage. So. Yeah, get it out of your system on stage. And then exactly. Was that? I think I remember the cops showing up. Was that like in the middle of one of the sets? Uh-huh. It was during Austin Parish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That was because uh, he was not trying <laughs> to be was, restrained. He was, he was, he was he out of his mind. Yeah. He, yeah. I remember he was even towards the end of the show. I remember him just being completely. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a lot of beer plus uh, a lot of Klonopin. Yeah, yeah, he was on some anxiety medication. Oh, really? He was kind he was of in a bad point in his life at that time. Yeah. I don't think he should have really been on tour, to be oh, honest. Uh, but uh, he's yeah. he still, he still did a couple now, more tours with us, and then it came to the point where he had to you know, go home and take care of his son. So, yeah. so Because we still don't make any fucking money doing this band. So, uh, yeah. So, did, did you guys get Jason? Because Jason Richardson, who plays the Borno Osiris, was out with Alshaw Parish. Yeah, he was in Alshaw Parish. Did you guys get him blown? I was going to ask him the last time he was here, but that was like your lead singer's mission was to get him a blow. Oh. <laughs> 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 they said that? Yeah. I didn't get a chance to ask him when they were here like a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's 18 now, right? See, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a little youngster. Yeah. He's like 20. Now. He's like 19 or 20. Yeah, what? he was talking. He was like, "We're gonna get this. We're gonna 17. get somebody to suck this kid's dick." When uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. yeah. He was only uh, 17, and that kid could shred circles around. Oh, dude, he was awesome. He yeah, was, he's a phenomenal guitar player. He's, yeah. he's ripping. Yeah. So I mean, do, so when you guys go out with bands like that, I mean, do, do you feel like you kind of unfairly get slotted in with the kind of chugga chugga deathcore stuff, and people kind of? Kind of gloss over it. Or? I think the the thing that we unfairly get lumped into is being a Sumerian core band because yeah. we're on Sumerian. We don't have any sugar like breakdowns left and right. Not that I'm knocking bands that do that. I mean, I love After the Burial and shit, but yeah. like, like I, I don't know. I don't we, feel like we still I, get people saying that our new album is technical, like over technical. Well, like, I think no, we kind of dumbed it down, down somewhat, and yeah. I don't think there's <clears> nearly <throat> as many things that go over people's heads on that album. Yeah, pretty. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely think we have too yeah. much of our own sound to be like in, you know, a Sumerian core, you know, label yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, as far as getting lumped in with the whole deathcore thing, I mean, we we're just like that kind of band. It's just like we're too metal for the hardcore kids, too hardcore for the metal kids. I feel like we always can we can be we can be on any kind of tour. We could go out with you know super metal bands. I feel actually I've actually found that we do better with more metal bands though, like yeah. more scene and more deathcore bands. Eh, not so well. It's uh, but you know. We got with more straightforward metal bands. It's definitely a, a lot better. You can for actually us. write a song. Yeah, <laughs> but we definitely have something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we like breakdowns. Otherwise, we obviously wouldn't write them. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have their place. Yeah, I grew up going to hard, lots of hardcore shows and stuff. So. Yeah. Never grew up. Never grew up. You just say the Toys R Us kid, Jeff. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right on. Oh, you got anything else? Um, I. You, where are you guys headed next? Well, we were supposed to go to Salt Lake City, but it got canceled. 
Lame. Due to weather. Bullshit. <laughs> we checked the weather forecast. The weather's fucking fine, dude. Yeah. The promoter's just a fucking baby back bitch. Didn't want to fucking risk losing money. Because so, he didn't sign the contract yet. It was like still pending. And I don't think that the... Yeah, My theory is that the pre-sales didn't do too well. So he's just kind of like, eh, I don't think I'm going to do this shit. There's a sudden blizzard as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I haven't really seen it really awesome show in Salt Lake City in a while so I mean yeah, we don't yeah. ever do so great there to be honest I mean there's this a handful of cool ever. people that <coughs> get down yeah. you know, compared to a lot of other cities we go to on tour it's definitely not a hot spot because <laughs> yeah. I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard it two ways I've heard what you're saying then I've had other bands say that the, the Salt Lake City kids just go nuts really like, just the kind of like well, that's the thing. Like, they were kind of going nuts for us on the Suicide Sound store, but they didn't really buy anything. Like, yeah. thanks for the. But yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, it I was cool. That, that yeah. was a really good show. But a lot of people coming up to us going, "Yo, man, you guys were sick." It's like, cool. Our van doesn't run on props, man. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> buy a t-shirt, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, bypass the Salt Lake City. Where you? Uh, then we go to Boise, I guess. Yeah, Boise, Idaho. Make our way up to Seattle. Seattle, and then we hit the West Coast and. Oh. And then come back down. What's the Seattle date? It is. Insulting Lament of God. The 10th, yes. Oh, okay. Studio 7. Oh, yeah, I love that place. Studio 7's red. The uh, promoter there and his wife, uh, they basically shut the bar down after all the bands are done and they make everyone leave and then they just leave it open for just the bands and they, you get fed free PBR all night. Oh, wow. Yeah, our bass player had to be carried down the stairs last time. <laughs> Arsis was on that tour with us last time, actually. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Stuff, that's so. right. Misery Index. Yeah, it was a good times. Yeah, that was, was a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> the promoter showed me this flyer that he had of the first show he ever promoted. It was like back in like the eight, like early eighties. It was all huge on the flyer. It said Venom with special opening guests in tiny little print Metallica. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I saw the picture of it on my phone. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's a trip, oh, man. man. Wow. <laughs> you guys would have tripped if you saw that. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> is that right downtown or is it? I have no idea. It was in kind of an industrial looking area. Yeah, it's outside of downtown. I was asleep the whole time, I think, when we drove there, so I don't remember <laughs> if it was in downtown or not. Yeah, I was probably sleeping too, I don't remember. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm heading up there in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're trying to. It's a cool place. It's yeah. a really neat place. Oh, Seattle. Yeah, it's a cool city, definitely. I don't like a lot of the, like, my in laws up in Lacey, and it's kind of a. Yeah, but Seattle's cool. <laughs> yeah. Word, word. Definitely a fun, fun yeah. city. Yeah, we drove through there like in May or something, but like. You know, the mountains, like, all the clouds are kind of low, and we're just like, oh, man, we're, like, in Middle Earth, you guys. Awesome. <laughs> Where's the fucking hobbits? Yeah, I know. Oh, there's one. It's, <laughs> it's like, like one thing, we, we were out there, and, and just, like, driving. Yeah, where's I, the one ring? I've got I've got <laughs> hair on my feet, I'm pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> we were up there in June for, like, a week, and then we came back, and we drove back from Denver, and my wife was like, I love living here, and I'm like, why? She's like, because I can actually see, like, a mile out, like, you know, with all the trees, like, you just can't yeah, yeah, see what's funny. coming at you. Yeah. You get a little claustrophobic. It's a cool part of the country. Yeah, I can see that. Yes, indeed. Ronald. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, guys. you guys for, uh, for doing the interview, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it.